Okay, we are on Hey Amid Aleph, 5a. And um, we said in the Mishnah that there's a mitzvah of Yibam, but not if the woman who's married to a person's brother is also related to this brother. And if that person is related, for example, if his brother married a person's mother-in-law, or his brother married his wife's sister, or any of the other 15 ervas, then uh, there's no mitzvah yibam. And we learned that from the word aleha. So the Gemara had a question, well, why would I think all of a sudden you're allowed to marry a forbidden woman? So we learned before the concept that sometimes a positive command can push off a negative. So we might have thought the mitzvah of yibam means we can ignore the fact that this uh, woman is forbidden to him. That's what we said. So the Gemara wants to know what the source of that is. So until now, we learned that the source of that was uh, the fact that the, um, the mitzvah of Atalus, the blue thread, is uh, even if it's wool and linen. And um, so uh, wool and linen, uh, you're allowed to wear, is shotness, but you're allowed to wear the positive mitzvah of tzitzis overrides uh, the, the prohibition of shotness. So there you see, essay docholos essay. Uh, once, okay. Sorry, I had to interrupt. With a somebody had a question, so we're explaining that. Um, how do we know what that sometimes a positive command, a mitzvah, can push away a losase? And uh, and then we said, and we gave an example of uh, the mitzvah of sitzis overrides the mitzvah of shatnis. But as we start on the top of today's page, that only works, that whole drusha that it was extra, only worked according to that opinion that when the Torah used the words clothing, it was referring to wool and linen. And then that was how we explained on the previous page that that's extra to teach you that essay docholosa say, a mitzvah can push off a lav. But according to but according to the view, that that's not talking, that it doesn't automatically mean wool and linen. That's not extra to teach us that. What is the source for essay docholosa say that a, a mitzvah sometimes pushes away a lav? So, Manole, not the Gemara says we learn it out. Uh, so, we're going to try some different verses, other mitzvahs to see if we can prove it. So, let's learn out Meirosho. Let's learn out from the mitzvah of the mitzora, the person with leprosy. When he purifies himself, he's commanded to shave his whole body and his head. Tanya, Rosho, why does it say his head? It already said, shave all your hair. People have hair on their head. Normally, you're not allowed to cut the, round the corners of your face. You're not allowed to cut your payas. You're not allowed to cut... Now, uh, we grow long... Some people grow long payas, but even if you don't have long payas, you're not allowed to cut... Um, the, you're supposed to leave the sideburns. So I would have thought that the Mitzorah also has to leave the sideburns. Uh, In other words, the asay, the positive command that he has to shave to purify himself overrides the command uh, not to round the corners of your face. And this opinion holds, Now he's really cutting all his hair off. He's not just cutting the corners, but this opinion says that that whole thing is called um, uh, would uh, cutting it all off is also cutting the corners would be forbidden. 
So that's the proof the Gemara wants to show that you would have seen from there that sometimes a mitzvah overrides a losase. So the Gemara says, well, you can ask a question on that. My love, the kafir shekain lav shein shava bekol. Not everybody has that mitzvah. Women don't have that mitzvah to leave the payas. Women are allowed to round if they want to cut their sideburns, if they want to not leave the payas, they're allowed. So maybe that mitzvah is not so strong. But where, how do you know a mitzvah that applies to everybody is sometimes pushed off? So the more uses the word Allah, which means let's try a new, a new source for this halacha. Well, what about from the rule? It also mentions there about cutting, the, cutting your beard. You could shave, he could shave off the corners of his face with his beard, the tanya. Zikna, my tamalomer, was the come to teach you, as it says, peya ziknam lo yigalechu. Normally, you're not allowed to uh, shave the corners of your beard. So I would have thought this applies to a kohen who is a mitzora. He also is not allowed. Tamalomer zikna, the positive command overrides it. So this actually is, is, um, is added to the previous. In other words, we had quoted that before about a leper cutting his payas, and now we're talking about a leper cutting the corners of uh, his beard. But, but since we have two, so it's true that maybe one, uh, you could argue, is not a full mitzvah, doesn't apply to everybody. But if you already know that a mitzvah that doesn't apply to everybody could push him away, the fact that it repeats it, can be used to say that even if it's a mitzvah that would apply to, to everybody, uh, it still gets pushed off. Gemara said, this still is not a great proof. Why? It's still needed. Shani Kohanim. I would have said this is different. This particular Pasuk is talking about Kohanim. Over the Kohanim, they got to do all kinds of things. So, Maybe uh, for them, they're not allowed to push off any anything. They're not allowed to cut their beard, even uh, So it's actually needed to teach you that even a Kohen who's normally super duper careful and has many extra mitzvahs and has to go the extra nine yards over here, he doesn't keep his payas, he doesn't keep his beard. Uh, so uh, the bottom line is we don't have this uh, extra to teach you that uh, a regular person, uh, an essay, a positive command will push a negative command. So Lamar said, let's try again. Essay me rosho the haktana. Maybe we can learn it from a different rosho. Uh, the pasuk about, this is the, the cutting of the hair of the nazar. The fishin a nazar applies to men and women. That's the advantage of it. It says over there that he's uh, normally, that you're not allowed to shave your hair. I would have said, that a Mitzorah who's a Nazar can't, can't do it. Tamaloma Rosho. Um, it, says the, it says the word Rosho. And so over there that he is allowed to cut. The, you see the positive command pushes away the negative. So the Gemara says, but you could ask the question over there. Maila Nazar Mitzorah Shekin Yeshna Bishaila. A Nazar, the mitzvah has, has the escape hatch. When a person makes a vow and it's very difficult they can go to uh, court and petition the court to remove the vow. That's called Yesh and Mishayla. And so maybe there the positive command pushes off the negative command of a Nazar not cutting his hair. Dilo because if you're not going to say that, 
normally a positive command can just push a negative. But what if it's a negative and a positive? A Nazar has a positive mitzvah to grow long hair and a negative mitzvah not to cut his long hair. And still, if he's a leper, he's allowed to cut his hair. So ligmim and Nazar. Why don't we learn out from there that a positive command can, pu- can push off a, a negative and a positive? El why don't we learn out? The Ikala Mifrik, as we said, there's a question if we were learned, would learn from there, Shekhen Yeshna Bishaila. Because Nazar has not such a strong command, because there's, you see, the Torah allows a way out, so maybe the Torah also allows the lav to get pushed off. Hachanami, here also you can ask Yeshna Bishaila. So the Gemara now has made three attempts to find the source. Uh, uh, they say that a positive command can push off a negative command. The first one was from Amitzora. The second one was um, from the, uh, the the Mitzora that has to cut his hair and cut his, uh, his the command to cut his hair overrides the cutting of the payas. And the second one was the Mitzora Kohen, uh, the command to uh, cut his beard when, when he purifies himself overrides the cutting of the corners of one's beard. And then the third one was the um, the Nazar, who's not allowed to cut his hair, also when he's a Mitzorah, the mitzvah overrides. The bottom line is, none of those are good proofs. And we're back to the drawing board. What is the source that a mitzvah, for, uh, like over here for Yibam, uh, why would I think that it overrides the prohibition of a forbidden woman? So Gemara says, La'olam, as we turn the page. Mikra Kama, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's go back to the... Um, mitzvah of shatness and tzitzis, that tzitzis override shatness. And we said the problem was there was nothing extra there to teach us. You know what? Maybe if we examine that pasuk carefully, we'll find that there's something extra. See, in order for something to be an example, you have to be some extra words or a hint that the Torah is trying to teach us something. So what's the extra thing? So the Murrah has a theory. In Cain, perhaps it could have said, Sitzis tasalach makes sitzis. Why did it use the word gedilim? Lamali shmami nelofenuye. It's extra to tell you you can even make sitzis wool and linen. So the Morris said that's not extra. Highly shirudasi. The gedil is is the loop. It's used to tell you gedil shnaim that you have to have at least two threads. Gedilim means at least four. Also gedil that uh, that uh, the number of threads that you have on the sitzis mitocha. So it's not extra. So the Gemara says, all right, we'll try again to find the extra thing. The Torah could have said, It could have just said, don't wear wool and linen. Why, uh, shatness. Why does it have to say, Samuel, Pishtim, wool and linen together? So there's definitely something extra here. The Gemara says, but it's not extra. We needed to tell you something else. In the midst of shatness, it's only if the wool and linen are attached with two threads. Heber, uh, it's attached. If it's only attached with one thread, it's not considered attached, and therefore there wouldn't be a sin. So you need to learn that from the wool and linen. So the more I said, there's still something extra. What? If so, it could have just said, don't have wool and linen together with two threads. Why does it have to me- mention shotness at all? So that's the extra thing. The Gemara said, no, it's not. I still need it for something. So again, we're looking for something extra in those verses that would indicate the Torah is trying to set an example that um, positive commands can override negatives. And so far we're showing that each part of the Pasuk was needed for a different teaching. So the Gemara says, maybe you needed to know, Um, 
you needed to tell you that the um, shotness must be woven together, the threads woven together in order for there to be an Isser shotness. But if they're not woven into threads, twisted and tied, then it wouldn't be forbidden. So Morris says, really, we can learn that from the word shotness. Um, but uh, we the, didn't have to say semro pishtim. So the semro pishtim is extra. So there is something extra by the shotness pasik to learn out essay docholosase. But the Gemara says, okay, Ashkechan, it's true. You see over there that the positive command of wearing sitzis, putting the blue wool overrides even wearing woolen together. You can tie the wool threads to the linen garment. That's a plain, a positive command, can push off the negative command of shatness. But over here, we're talking about marrying, not just doing a small sin, marrying a forbidden woman, like uh, marrying two sisters, or marrying one's mother-in-law, or marrying one's daughter. These are very severe sins. These sins a person gets cut off for. How, why would I think that the mitzvah of Yibam is strong enough to override not just the love, not just the thou shall not, but thou shall not, and if you do it, you'll be cut off. Hecha Ashkenaz, where do you find the dochi that such a love can be pushed off? The itzik aleha, that we need the pasuk of aleha to tell you over here, you don't push it off. The key tale so more now is going to seek out a source. Maybe we learn from brismila. Brismila, you can do on Shabbos. Violating the Shabbos, you get cut off. And still the positive command of brismila override Shabbos. So let's learn from there that a positive command can even uh, override a negative that you can get cut off for. So Morris says, It's not a proof from there because bris mila is not just any other positive command. There's 13 different covenants on bris mila. It's a super duper mitzvah bris mila. So it's not a good proof. All right, so Morris said, let's learn from Pesach. You're allowed to bring Korban Pesach on Shabbos. And violating the Shabbos, you get cut off for, and the mitzvah of Pesach overrides Shabbos. Myla Pesach Shekane, Kores. Yeah, but, the, but that's not a good proof either because Pesach is also a Kores. If you don't bring Korban Pesach, you get cut off. So the fact that Pesach overrides the Shabbos, well, that's a positive command that has Kores, overrides the negative command not to make a fire on Shabbos. But... Um, we don't still don't see that a, like a positive command of Yibam would override not to take a forbidden woman. So the Gemara said, well, let's learn out from the daily offering. You bring the daily offering even on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, my letamid shekane tadir. The daily offering different because something, it's done every day. When you do something every day, that makes it more powerful. Every day, there's something special and unique about mitzvahs you do every day. So therefore, you can't bring a proof that uh, somebody gets a mitzvah of yibam, all of a sudden it could push off a sin of karis. But something you do every day is more powerful. So Umar said, you're right. From any one of these examples, from bris milah, from Pesach, or from the Korban Tamid, you can't learn out. But you know what? Tasty mitarti. Let's put two together and learn out from them. So hey, Tasty, which two do you want to put together? If you want to learn from Mila and Pesach, from those two that they're allowed to be done and they can push off uh, 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 even a negative command of chorus. They can be done on Shabbos. But those two, both of them, are they're both positive commands. You get cut off if you don't do Shekin chorus. All right, so maybe Pesach and Tami. Let's learn from those two. Well, Pesach and Tami are both Shekin Tzarekavo. Those are for Hashem. But uh, those are more powerful. Maybe they can violate, go against uh, the positive command is 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 to do a mitzvah for Hashem, uh, for Pesach and Tamid. 
Uh, so the Gemara said, well, maybe we should learn from bris mila and karbid tamid. The Gemara says a new thing. Those two mitzvahs were actually given before the Torah was given. Yeshlif Nehidibra, Avram Avinu got mila even before the Torah was given. And how do you know they brought offerings uh, before the Torah was given? According according to the opinion that says the Olek Shikrivis, when it says that they brought offerings, that was even before Arsina, that was the Tamid. So the bottom line is, out of these three, you can't even pick two and learn to learn from because each one of them is so powerful and has something so unique. It wouldn't be a source that a plain everyday positive command would push off a negative command that you'd get cut off for. So the Morris says, well, why don't we put all three together? And the Morris says, no, they're all of them are Lifnei Hadibor. So back to the drawing board. Why would I think that a positive command would allow you to violate even a negative command that you get cut off? I'll tell you why. Let's say, uh, what would the source be? So I would learn out from Kivit Ava'im. Titania, it says like this. I would have thought that in order that if your parents, if you have the mitzvah to honor your parents, that, that could, you could violate the Shabbos. Now, violating the Shabbos, you get cut off for. And yet, I would have thought that you're allowed to violate the Shabbos to listen to your parents. So you see that you, it's reasonable to think that sometimes a positive command would allow you to violate a love, even though you get cut off for that love. Now, at the end of the day, you, the Torah tells you you don't listen to your parents in that case. But from the fact that it had to tell you that shows you that you take positive commands so seriously, sometimes they'll even override a negative command. I would have thought listening to your parents even to violate the Shabbos. Fear your parents and keep my Shabbos. They also have to keep the Shabbos. My love, what's the case? That the parents said, uh, they want you to shek this animal for me. You're not allowed to shek on Shabbos. Or they said, cook for me. So this telling you that you can't violate the Shabbos to listen to your parents. Time to There you have a special Pusik that says you keep the Shabbos even if your parents tell you not to. But if we didn't have that special Pasuk, I would have said that it does push off the Shabbos. So that's the source that sometimes a positive command pushes off the Shabbos. And we'll stop here. The more is not done with the argument whether that would be a good proof or not.